How are you? How are you? All good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Let me see all those fingers. I don't do fireworks. I don't do either. I watched from the window uh, in my neighborhood. A lot of people invested a lot in fireworks. Thank you, everybody. I uh, invested zero, but I had a good show, and I uh, I actually like seeing the nice uh, firework. I'm not uh, so into the the big bomb uh, things that really uh, are loud. I used to be when I was 15, um, but I I really liked it. Uh, there was some beautiful fireworks, and um, yeah, I enjoyed myself. Hmm. Nice to hear. Yeah. Are you on uh, 5G? No, huh? I'm on my phone. Oh, are you? Hmm. Okay. Uh, am I like a pixel? Yep. As always. Is, but is the sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. No, that's the most important. What are your... Uh, do you do any New Year's resolutions or any goals or none? I do ongoing resolutions. Which Improving is... Improving as we go. No, but sometimes it's like a moment that you uh, overthink uh, what you're doing a little bit more conscious than usually, I think. And uh, yeah, I, I don't really have any like really New Year's resolutions uh, though, but if I have to name one, no, I actually don't know. <laughs> None of them. No. Okay. Yeah. Could what be. Should I do? Are you? Um, I uh, I will sit down tomorrow to have a, well, not necessarily New Year's resolutions, but more like a, um, a life audit. A life audit. A life audit. Yeah. As enlighten in, me and everybody at home listening. Well, normally I do this in the week between Christmas and New Year's Eve, um, but this year. Uh, I somehow didn't schedule it and somehow somehow I ended up working a lot. So uh, I didn't have the time for it. But now I have the time tomorrow. Uh, but what a live audit is, is that you kind of go over all the elements in your life. Um, well, not, yeah, kind of. With all the help of somebody or just by yourself? No, you can do that with the help of somebody. Like if you have a coach or whatever, you can do it with your coach, but you can also do it yourself. Um, and kind of audit yourself on different areas in life. So, for example, family, uh, friends, um, business, financial, hobbies, um, like all those type of, let's say, categories. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and you go category by category. You just simply look at it and start asking questions to yourself. Things like, am I still doing what I like doing? Uh, would I like to do something a little bit more or a little bit less? Does something needs to change? Um, what makes me happy? What do I need? All those things. And that gives you a, a better, let's say, goal of where you want to go. And not necessarily like a specific goal as in I want to make uh, 100,000 bucks this year. It's more like, how does it's always my... about the money with you, huh? Oh, <laughs> look who's talking. Uh, but it's more like, um, am I living the life that makes me happy? 
And I believe that if you if you live a life that you're happy in, money will come automatically. As well, not necessarily automatically, but the money is 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 second. Mm-hmm. Um, so do what you like to do with the people you like to spend like to spend time with. Um, but do yeah. you really need the audit, or might the yeah. audit make you even look at your life differently? That you're actually. I mean, if you're asking me, are you happy, Ralph? I'm saying, hell yeah, I'm fucking happy, dude. And maybe yeah. the audit will uh, show me that, oh shit, I'm actually maybe not so happy as I thought. Um, well, I don't think that that will be the issue because if you're happy, you're happy. But I do believe that sometimes you need small changes without you not even realizing it because you're living life by the day. You know, you're not zooming out. Um, and, and what those audits help me with is kind of the same as what coaching does. That you just zoom out on the bigger picture and you just have a look at your life from a bigger perspective and not on the details on a daily basis. And that gives you a better view of where you want to go if you're still on route. Um, because that's not that's not something you ask yourself on a daily basis. You know, am I still doing what I want to do? Most of the people are on autopilot every day. I don't know. I'm not most people. <laughs> well, I think I, we all are most people because we all have the same behavioral traits and we all have the same piece of brains to work with. But what, you tend to uh, get into this pattern every day, like walking to the office at 9 a.m., do your work, blah, 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 go to home at 5 p.m., pick up the kids, cook, have dinner sit behind TV at eight or whatever, like everyone has a pattern in their life. And sometimes you, yeah, you just go on autopilot and don't think about it anymore. While it might not be the life that you want to live anymore. It used to work for you maybe two years ago, but now you might have, you might prefer to have more nights out or to spend more time with friends. But if you look at what at your behavior, you're not changing anything. You're still going to work and from couch to your work, from couch to your work and back and forth. Uh, so if you zoom out and you notice that, hey, I want to see my friends more, but by my behavior is telling me something different. So I need to change something. Does that make sense? Um, yes. Kind of. Um, the thing is, um, how I always look at it is you should always seek to, um, like maximize pleasure. And, um, and that's not that I'm saying YOLO. Self-releasing. No, but it's all about balance and, um, yeah, self-releasing. Nice. And, um, you always know how to, uh, bring up the subject, huh? Yep. Top of mind. Yeah. No, but um, yeah. For me, what works is actually is if you think like uh, last year, I I took up uh, going to the gym uh, way more. It's actually just something that you then uh, start doing, and then finding out what works uh, for you. Don't think about it too much. Uh, mm-hmm. Think the overthinking uh, might uh, make you say, "Oh no." Next Monday I will start, or uh, January first I no. will start. But that's yeah, true. just go and see what works. 
Yeah, but that's true. But that's more on the behavioral side, as in, you know what you want. So now the, the only thing between you and your goal is your actions, right? Yeah. So that's something different. What I'm talking about, the audit is more about realizing what your goals are. Okay. So if if you already know that you want to go to the gym more often, then yeah, your goal is clear. You know, you, all you have to do is stand up and go to the gym. But if you don't know that you want to go to the gym or that you want to become a bit more fit or whatever, then you don't know what to do. So in order to be a little bit more in control of where you go in life on relationships, <laughs> on friends, on families, on like, I don't know, maybe you have like this weird relationship with your family and you're constantly asking yourself, why do I even keep going to these these holidays or these uh anniversaries because why am i still going but somehow you keep going because you always you all you've always been doing it right so why not why stop now it's and an family. audit like that could be one thing but you could also ask yourself like yeah why why do i go you know what does it bring me does it does it even bring me something or does it only cost the me right something? question is why am i doing this exactly so it's nice that you bring up I... the little bridge because that's the next track of ours that's coming out oh no actually the second one along with w and w oh you're trying to lean in towards the oh no okay no, then no, uh, proceed no. No, shameless plug <laughs> shameless plug um well that is the right question why am i doing this because that is asking yourself why you are having that behavior because most of the people are not consciously aware of their own behavior. They're, they're caught in these patterns that they constantly copy each day or each month or each week, but they don't really think about why they do it. Like, why do I go to the gym? Because I want to become more fit or because I don't want to die early or because I want to be a, a healthy dad or there's always a reason why you go and your behavior is the reaction to that, is the response. But most people are lost in why they do things. And I think that that's the power of the audit, finding back your why on all those aspects in life again. Like, why am I actually spending time with these people? Why am I, why do I prefer spending time with that person and not the other person? Simply kind of weighing down everything and, and simply touch on it for like a few minutes. It's mm -hmm. just something most people don't do. But then you can come to the conclusion that, oh, shit, actually don't, don't like those people. <laughs> yeah, I should exactly. break up with them. Well, then yeah. you have two options. You stick with the people and you, you, you have a shitty relationship that you are being part of, that you have to uh, be in and you don't enjoy and thus be, quote unquote, unhappy. Or you have one difficult conversation, you end the relationship. And you can live a happy life. With, and you can spend that precious time with people you do like to spend time with. Mm. It's just that hard conversation, that one minute, five minute conversation that is not fun to have, that most people avoid because they know it's not going to be fun. But not having that conversation keeps you in that relationship or keeps you in that same pattern and is holding you from change. Hey, and how does comfort fit in there? Comfort is definitely one of those things. Because and we, but we like comfort as well. So Exactly. Yeah. But what I tend to believe is comfort is 
killing, as in the minute you start feeling comfortable, you also stop growing. So what I I'm so comfortable, man. I me too, but not in <laughs> all aspects of my life. Because if I look at working out, for example, I like making myself uncomfortable because I know I want to grow in that area. So I know it's okay to feel uncomfortable in that area. But when I talk about my private situation, like how I live with my girlfriend and my kids, I'm super comfortable there because I don't want to change anything there. So that's all okay to be comfortable in that area. But I don't want to be comfortable in areas where I want to change, where I want more, or where I want to grow. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. You're such a wise man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like this this way better. And I, I, I criticized the podcast quite a few times when uh, Jopke was here as well, that you ask us questions, then I come with some nonsense. Jopke came with even greater nonsense. And then you came, lastly, with all the wisdom we needed in the first place. Yeah, well, keep doing it. I like it this like format uh, a lot. So well, you we can also ask uh, the people who are listening uh, to tell us in the Discord or whatever. Do you like the Joey Spitz's nonsense version or nah? Let's first hear Ralph's and Jopke's nonsense. Yeah, let's do that. Let's see. Does what that make think. sense? Yeah. Do you have any follow-up questions, Ralph, regarding the live audit? No, no. No, I think it's time to uh, to uh, talk about uh, the music industry, artists, 2024, uh, trends, what not so ever, releases. I can do some shameless plugs if you want to. We have a lot coming up. Um, I'm think I think I'm like the only one of my timeline who's not on Bali or hmm. Tulum. I don't get why everybody goes to the same fucking places. We have a big ass map of the earth here and there's all these places you can go and half of my timeline is in exactly the same place. Why? What, why do you think that is? Comfort. Yes, and people behave in herds. Oh man, so you're basically saying half of the industry are sheep. It's the same as, as trends in music, <laughs> you know? Everyone follows each other. Once one yeah, person true. sets the trend, the other people follow. It's how it works. Yeah, but still, with music, that's kind of different than the place where you're going on holiday. Why? Because in music, it's kind of more logical that we um, are acting in herds. Because it would be weird if you have a festival with 10,000 people who are listening to a different track. It's nice that you can uh, enjoy it all together. But a holiday is usually something you do alone or actually, okay, maybe that's for me. I actually like meeting new people, not the same people somewhere else, but exactly. okay, that's different. But why do you think there's, there's snack bars in Greece where they sell frikandel and croquetten? You even have them on Bali. Yeah. Exactly. Why do you think that is? Because people, they like the idea of traveling, but they like the comfort of the things they know from back home. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. 
Okay. So the idea of traveling is different from what they actually expect. And it's the same with music and it's the same with movies. We all like to think that we're underground and that we that we like the music no one else likes. But at the same time, we all listen to the same thing. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes you have the mainstream and the adjacent anti-mainstream movement that's actually part of the, the exactly the same movement because they need each other. Yeah. And um, that's always... If even if you're anti or not, you're always letting your opinion go by what the majority wants. And it makes you contrary. Is that a word? Man, yeah. it's hard in English. Yeah, but that, but that's the whole thing again with, with the live audit as well. Like we people are a combination of behavioral traits. And we all like to think that we're in control while most people, well, you're not in control, first of all, because you don't, you can't control your future. Um, Matrix. Exactly. Um, I, I'm not uh, some Tate uh, guy, uh, by the way. <laughs> no, but it's more like I really like the Matrix, though. Yeah, me too. I rewatched really it lately. It was nice. Oh, oh man, I also like the music in there. Man, just yeah. ah, makes me want to drive in my car, put on that music. Thinking I'm Neo, seeing ones and zeros everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but it really, it really, it really all comes down to the same with with the holiday places, like the whole TikTok thing. All the, why do you think that the restaurants that are popping on TikTok or the products that are popping on TikTok are all selling out or being fully booked? I totally don't get that trend. I'm actually so the opposite, but that's because I don't like crowds. And I'm not going to wait for a fucking croissant for a half yeah. an hour. Fuck that shit. So congratulations, Ralph. You're part of the 1% of the world. Nah, that's totally not true. I think it's you're part of the 95% of the world, but that 5% is just really visible. Uh, what, like what, the TikTok uh, generation. No, I think we're all, most of the people are like that. Like if you, if you go to a holiday, to, uh, to a location, you always want to go to the place where most people go. You I gotta to say, I was tricked once as well. Genius. What? There was this, I, I, I don't like getting shawarma or dinner or anything. Uh, I only like it when I had a few beers. It's disgusting food, man. Especially when you get it at uh, the shawarma places. It's fat, greasy. The lettuce that goes in there doesn't even taste like lettuce. The tomatoes are just 10 years old. I don't know what. But this place nearby where I drove by every day, it burned down. And because of that, the shawarma place that was there started his operation outside in a, with a cart outside. And then I saw the line always over there when i drove by and then that made me think there's always a line there that shit must be good exactly so at some point somewhere during the year i thought by myself fuck this shit i am going to get a kebab fucking disgusting man <laughs> even in regard to all other kebabs it wasn't even a good kebab it was shit but still, that line made me think that 
this must be a good kebab. Exactly. But yeah, I actually, I actually remember back in the days when I had like a residency where I played in uh, Tilburg here, mm-hmm. in this bar. The 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 owner there or the the resident DJ at that time, he always told me that on Saturday nights or Friday nights, they consciously built a line outside. So even though the club was completely empty, they made sure five to ten people were were in, in line before they entered the club. Because that line drew in all the other 300, 400 people. Yeah. And that's just how it works. You know, it's all, he always said, like, just make sure the club's full with smoke so people don't really, can't really look in and see how busy it is. Yeah. And then we keep like 10, 20 people in line and then we're packed for the rest of the night. And that's how it works still with your kebab as well. I know, man. I yeah. hate that kebab with shame. <laughs> <laughs> No, I threw it away. Uh, yeah, plus I'm not a really big meat eater anyway anymore. Only I only eat meat at your place. True. Yeah. And sometimes uh, when I go out to dinner, I oh, actually uh, like the vegetarian uh, shawarma. It's yeah, that's fucking pretty nice. nice. Yeah. True. And then I bake some tomatoes with it. Man, I'm getting hungry. I, I had uh, I had a Cote de Boeuf. I made Cote de Boeuf for Christmas. Um, next time you're you're coming over for dinner, I'll make that. I'll, oh well, man, that was. So I nice. actually have a winter barbecue coming up this Saturday, um, and I have to prepare the food. Me, being like ninety eight percent vegetarian, have to do a winter barbecue, which is actually funny. But you have to give me a good recept. I'll check it. Yeah, meat. Once made this. It was not per se pulled pork, but kind of. You had this big uh, sack, plastic sack with the... Yeah, it was neck. Man, that shit was amazing. Yeah, that was Asian. uh, That was meat from the neck from, I think, cow or whatever. I don't know. No, no, I think it was either or pig or duck. It wasn't the duck. Then it was pig. Because I'll, I thought it that, was big. I'll send you that recipe. It's pretty easy. Okay. Hey, we uh, kind of what were we talking about? <laughs> um. No, more like why people oh, yeah, go. Sheeple. To, yeah, why people go to the same spots of holiday because they. Yeah. Why? Why do you go on a holiday where you meet? Oh, why do do we? Yeah. Why do we follow other people? Yeah, it's because. We, but it's interesting. Because also with Marlon, I sometimes discuss about Marlon is it's all about fashion, you know, because now uh, the, 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 when the pants are getting wider, then he is one of the first that have like a really wide pants and his whole wardrobe gets like uh, renewed. Yeah. yeah. And then he always says, well, wait for it. You will do it uh, in a few years as well. Uh, yeah, you can't criticize that. Hey, and he's totally right because my wardrobe just goes... Yeah, it can be ours to get uh, five new pants uh, right now. Man, I don't even like shopping. And um, But yeah, my pants will also get wider because I will buy uh, three or four new pants every year, you know, somewhere. And they mm-hmm. will be according to the newest fashion. And um, But it's so interesting that how these hypes and how it all goes hand in hand and everybody... Uh, will do the same and then at some point you will come 
to the realization that you that everybody 10 years ago looked really weird you know yeah and then we think like wow look at them then it looks so old uh, if you watch friends for instance which yeah. was the 90s of course you go like actually that those clothes are now probably trending again it's the same with music if you listen to the tracks now it's it's like the 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 trance music from the 90s yeah definitely also uh i actually like the the musical landscape right now right now a lot i think uh there's something for everybody in there the only real main component that i see that is widely shared is that the music is really faster than it was a few years ago mm -hmm. even even the house guys like dom dolla or john summit they play 140 bpm sometimes as well Oof. yeah which is, that's those are the house djs mm. and then you have the hard techno uh, people who go like 180 the the hard starters go 200 plus and mm. us the edm uh, boys and girls we do a lot of 140 150 now which is like the the normal uh pace and i gotta say i like 140 and even 150 is so much more natural than 128 really? i never liked 128 with vocals hmm. i think uh, 150 is, is, is way too quick but no but you can always uh, double down the tempo but uh, if you look at a, a lot of tracks it goes so much more naturally especially with singing uh, 128 130 is just it's it's a hard tempo to sing to to be honest is it too slow or nah it's just in the middle because um uh the times i did vocal tracks i leaned more towards 122 124 which mm. always sounded vocally much more natural and even 126 then felt a little bit uh, speedy but if yeah. you then amp it up and go to 145 150 then it just has this more natural flow to it can yeah. even be a ballad that's 75 80 yeah double tempo it bam mm. you're there but i i yeah did you it's uh, happen, did you happen taste. to check out that ai tool we talked about last time no which one was it Oof. what was it called well i i didn't check it or did i uh, i had a look i'm not sure what the name was anymore but i i someone did tell me and i think it was in the discord um that it was windows only i think yeah i'm on windows i i hate the apple uh thing now you're really the one percent ralph dude the workflow in within finder is just shitty windows i don't know i only know the dutch name and oh, it's explorer the, oh, the the map systems how is it called i think it's in dutch here on a file explorer that's just so you can uh, Windows gives you the opportunity to modify it the way you like to. All those stupid Apple things, they just show you a way how they think it should work, but it's not always uh, the best for your uh, workflow. Hmm. And that's just fucked up. I hate it. So you didn't use the plugin? 
No, uh, yeah. it comes down to uh, I had a look at it and ah oh, shit, I, I did some uh, exploring, but I didn't use it. Mm. I also had a talk about it with somebody. Can't what was the fucking plugin again? Yeah, AI music. You should prepare better, man. AI, it took the sins out, right? Oh, yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely had a look. Uh, it, it really makes a synth. The thing is, I don't have that synth that goes with Micro it. Micro music. Yeah, and I don't have the synth uh, yet. I should install it hmm. and then uh, try it out. But I, I, I watched the videos. Um, yeah, still think it's super amazing. Okay. But to be honest... Um, the time within uh, Christmas and New Year's was more for the administrative shit uh, to get it in order. Mm -hmm. And today I was just making uh, music uh, just uh, for fun, you know. I wasn't um, pioneering or anything. I just had fun. Most 150 BPM. Thing. That's the most important thing. <laughs> One thing... Um that I wanted to talk about as well is the whole a thousand true fans concept. Are you, are you aware of that? No, wait, my camera is a little bit unsure. Fuzzy. Um, a thousand true fans concept. There's a, there's a blog out there. If you Google it, which is called a thousand true fans, a blog, I think it's from Kevin Kelly and it's, it's pretty old. But it says that it's better to focus on building a fan base with a thousand true fans. And true fans mean that those are people who uh, are truly connected with your brand and who are willing to, let's say, spend money on your brand. So buy tickets for your shows, buy your releases, uh, share your music, those type of things. Um, and if you look at the music industry in the past 10 to 15 years we've all been focusing on building a hundred thousand true fans well not true fans we've building a hundred thousand fans or a million fans now 10 15 years later we all have sick accounts with thousands to millions of followers what is happening why is my facetime going off yeah i still see you and hear you okay perfect uh, but now, 10 to 15 years later, we all have thousands or millions of followers. But if, if you look at the, um, the quality of the followers, you could say it's not that well. As in, um, not a lot of people who follow you are actually a true fan. So wouldn't it be better for the future? to focus on building a true fan base, rewarding them, uh, spending time with them, and not necessarily focusing on the masses, but focusing more on the, yeah, the, the, the smaller group of people who actually are a fan. Yeah. You know, I always think that's, it's such a hard topic. It is. Because um in essence we are just people who make music and play music um every 
minute I have to spend on something else than that uh, mm-hmm. makes me go away from my core. You know, so what we are doing is balancing out all the shit we have to do and uh, making music. Um, if so, uh, if you want me to invest time, like take sign by bass checkers, for instance, I always mm-hmm. like doing that a lot. Um, but man, that was so time com- uh, consuming. Um, I just had to quit if I wanted to make more music. Um, but it's a hard one because I actually like making sign by bass checkers, but um, it wasn't so that the following uh, became a lot bigger or so. So oh, that for, also made the, me... That's for the huh? true fans. Yeah, for the true fans, but still... Um, if I invest my time in making music, something that I also really love, um, for me, that's uh, a means that I can uh, reach a lot more people with than signed by bass checkers. I think it's it sh- should be um, as artists, but as well as people who like something from the artist, um, we all should be aware of uh, our um, responsibility uh quote how do you say it open quote quote unquote unquote. and because um if you like content from an artist make sure you um share it with other people make sure that it is uh known because else if you don't do that the artist might stop making that content because in the end um, there are multiple things as an artist we can choose that we like to do. If if I if I would have seen more enthusiasm uh, among users, could also be that it was just shit uh, content. But if I uh, would have seen more enthusiasm, more sharing, and all that stuff, uh, that would me look at it differently because now I I'm I'm able to make a choice either i make music or i show people how i do it Uh, i as you know i recorded it all myself Uh, i gave away my old files everybody got the everything uh, all the synths everything even my master chains uh, i shared everything but all i have to prepare it if i want to give away a file i have to weed out everything i have to uh, organize it takes me maybe a day then I have to record it, edit it, and all the uh, stuff takes me about half a day, sometimes a little bit longer. So one and a half, two days for one episode of Signed by Base Checkers with the giveaway. It's quite some time if you take mm-hmm. into account there's 20 work days in a month or so. So that's like 10% of my time. Um, doing something I love, eh? so that's not the issue but there's the, that other thing that i love also making music mm-hmm. and that's just a little bit more rewarding so then it makes for me then I, if i have to choose two things that i like to do i choose the one that's more rewarding uh from the outside uh than the other yeah but it's it's truly connected from both sides as in you have the artist aspect of things 
that's the story you mentioned you all you only have x amount of time to spend um and you have the the the, the fan side of things um which also have a responsibility i would say as in i think in i think it would be a a, a lot more healthy if fans would pay for certain access to the artist as in you kind of seen all these things like patreon and stuff like building up in the last few years where people pay for certain access as that could be exclusive content or whatever but you as you mentioned you have to um you can only spend your time once and you want to get paid in a certain way so that could be a share of your content uh or a like or a response or whatever or you could be paid in dollars or euros and sometimes you do things for money and sometimes you do things for like just to get it out there and in the past few years it looks like fans only expect fans only expect artists to do things for free but it's hard because something needs to pay the bills and yes, you could, the, the, the argument is always, yeah, but you have shows where you make a lot of money. Well, for the 1% of artists, that is true. For the other 99%, I doubt if that's true. I almost know for sure it's mm -hmm. not. Um, so there needs, to, there, there needs to be a new balance, in my opinion, where you can still do the things you want to do as in make music, maybe even make valuable content like sign, signed by Bayshackers, but maybe spend less time in content for TikTok or content for Instagram or whatever you post content on because that takes time as well. Mm. And if you can if you can skip it from that time and spend it on valuable content which people are paying for, small amounts, so maybe five bucks a month or whatever, maybe even two bucks a month, that kind of could help making the balance a bit healthier. Yeah, but it's it's both they're both find strategies you can do either you know i i don't say doing investing the time on tiktok also can help you a lot further than yeah, yeah definitely but it's it's hard like if you already have an audience that's true but if you don't have an audience yet you don't make any money from tiktok so all the all the hours you spend on it are not being paid for in any kind of way no, that's definitely true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and no, you... don't don't get me wrong. I actually like showing off what I do in the studio. If you're like a, an, an artist building his career and if you have like, I don't know, 50 to maybe 100 true fans, like people who actually know who you are and what you do, and you, you can get those people to pay five bucks a month for having early access to your releases, maybe doing a Q&A every month, um and maybe having like uh some sort of signed by base checkers thing you would already have 250 to 500 euros a month from your fans that helps you to make a living should be doable right yeah your uh your uh calculation was a bit off but uh yeah it should definitely if, if help 50 people pay five euros Oh, you say 50? Yeah. 
Uh, pay five euros. Yeah, that's two hundred fifty euros. Yeah, yeah, and if one hundred people pay five euros, you have five hundred euros, right? So, yeah, um, true. Yeah. Don't question my calculations. No, yeah, well, no, I, I misunderstood. I thought you were first. It, it was about a thousand fans. So, no, no, but yeah. if if it were to be uh, a thousand true fans, but that's just a lot more harder. But if for you, for example, you definitely could have a thousand true fans by now. Um, what if you can get all those people to pay fifty bucks a year? to get access to content, to get access to you guys, to, to have conversations with you, to ask questions, maybe get exclusive merchandise every now and then, or win tickets for shows every now and then. 50 bucks a year. So that's not even five bucks a month. What if you can get those people to pay that? That's 50,000 bucks a year. That's an income. True. Yeah, but. And then you get to the point uh, when the artists are a little bit bigger and get more interesting, they also have other opportunities. Like sponsorships. No, invest your time in music and release it. Yeah, I still also have my goals of who I want to, to support my music. Yeah, but you can uh, still you can still spend time with that. You can spend even more time doing that because you, now you don't have to waste time with content on TikTok. Ah, like that, like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So you're shifting priorities to creating content for TikTok and reaching new people. Do you know also us? Yeah, it's just a hard world nowadays. And I'm really glad that I'm already doing fine because I think if I would come up now, I'm not sure if I would make it. But um, we the DJs themselves also consume music a lot through TikTok. It's where we see the next trends as well and jump on them. Mm -hmm. Man, it's, you have to be it's all over the place. And uh, so, yeah, that that's why I rather stick to the principle, just do what you like and and if the people come or not, if you the following doesn't come, it's okay too, you know, because or else if you're too focused on on getting the following and all the stuff, doing shit that you might like but not the best alternative is for you, eh? there's might be something else uh, that you like to do more. Yeah, it will never work if you don't choose uh, the thing you love the most. Definitely true. But, but but it's man, it's hard. And to be honest, also, yeah. If if I see what's on TikTok, and I'm actually browsing there quite a lot. I, I was uh, um, uh, loading a, a file in FL Studio. Took up six minutes. Bam, fifty minutes on TikTok again. You know, you know how it goes. Hmm. Um, but I do also get a lot of um, inspiration from there. I see stuff there that I usually don't see. I like that a lot. Yeah, but it's not like you have to completely stop posting there, but it's more like don't post daily or don't have to post daily because now you're not necessarily relying on that audience anymore because you have your true fan base that you're relying on and that you also spend time with. So it's more about investing in quality and into 
deep relationships instead of staying on the surface and investing in people who are a fan of someone else tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Oh, true. That's totally true. Yeah. Oh, can you even uh, imagine what it can do for you on uh, popularity uh, polls and such? If they actually yeah, if, vote for you. If you think about uh, Taylor Swift, for example, like she obviously has a big audience and, and not all of them are super fans, but she does have a big group of people who are super fans, but she also yeah. spends time with those people. Um, Dua Lipa, same thing. You know, like it's not like she talks with them every day, but sometimes they give away backstage passes. Taylor Swift went by and, and sang on someone's wedding for as an ex, as a surprise. Like all those little some little things uh, built a deep relationship with people who are investing a lot of time into you and money. Totally true. So I, I do think for the future there, I think there's something there. You know, I think that the model that we have these days is not sustainable. And I think that what we experience at this point is that model breaking down. That's what, that's what we're experiencing at this point, in my opinion. Time will uh, tell, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring out, let's bring out the, the tinfoil hats. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's definitely uh, changing and uh, changing uh, quite a lot. Um, can you imagine how hard it is for a promoter to book somebody? What's the metric you look at, you know? But that's also a, a result of the combination of the cocktail that we're in at this point as in because we because people are not a fan of a certain artist but are like not a true fan of an artist but like a fan from someone now and next day they're a fan of someone else and like a promoter doesn't know what they'll get if they book a certain artist because a million followers doesn't say anything that's true all the data is is uh, worthless it doesn't say not nothing but no okay but it it's not like it's it's um no. as you, um how do you say that like it's not like no, it's... There, there might be followers that not follow for the reason the promoter likes to book them you know if you look at spotify for example like the amount of people who have millions of of plays there and none of them get booked because no one knows who they are because their brand is not big enough you know, their, their, release, their music performs well because of the algorithms. But if they would be placed on, on a flyer, does someone recognize their name? Probably no. not. No, but actually that's, that gives you chances uh, for that. That's where the chances are. And I actually like a that brand. a lot. It, it's yeah. really, it really comes down to building a brand. Like releasing music is one thing. Posting content is one thing, but you want to build a brand that people trust and that yeah, people like. But building like. a brand sounds so logical, but it's so freaking it's abstract. Super hard. Yeah. And it's to me, building a brand is investing into people that you connect with and that believe in the same things as you believe in and like the same things as you like. That's and it's so all, true. And it's all about building those relationships with those people. It's just like building a big group of friends. You know, like I actually would like to know for the from the people that are listening, like what do you expect from an artist? You know, uh, and uh, what would you like to see? And 
uh, what would you invest and and of course for the producer uh, people that's it's quite obvious but uh, besides that for for me for instance like socials is just a means to show uh, who we are and what we do mm -hmm. and um uh, uh, all related to our biggest passion uh, music true um yeah it's not opinionated or anything i uh, don't show a lot of my personal life because yeah it's not per se music um don't think people are waiting for that also no but i i don't i don't believe you have to because what you do do is show you as a person and show what type of person you are like for example this podcast the way how you talk the way how you behave that's what people connect with because the body language is always more and it's powerful. really me people yeah but that's that's the thing that people connect with you know because they see you and they 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 hear you talk and they hear what you believe in oh, and they hear what thinks i'm a pixel yeah because of my bad internet <laughs> kpn sucks for everybody who's living in the, in the netherlands yeah but it's, it really comes down to those things you don't have to show them all your private things that's definitely not necessary but you have to show them your personality that's the more important thing here i don't even have private things no so of my wife she's a lawyer and i'm stripped down to having nothing <laughs> i don't drive a big fancy car it's a nice car but it's not big and fancy I do so, live in a nice house, I gotta say. That's really important for me. A nice home. I lived rental for the last year. Really small. Back to the roots. Mm -hmm. oh, that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and I go to the gym nowadays. And tonight I will play padel, which I really like. Oh, people can really. Do you want to know more, uh, Joey? I like uh, I like Joey's meat, which sounds really dodgy. <laughs> yeah, that's my cue. Um, yeah. I miss uh, Jopke. Uh, I think he will be back next week. I don't think he is. He uh, wrote it somewhere uh, in our app. People at home, we have an app. It's called Artist Coaching, and. I'm not sure how long he was gone for. Three weeks? Two? Yeah. We'll see. Consistency matters. I see here. I got to point out, I was the one who's always ready. What? Yeah, only when my mom's birthday was, I wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Now, from now on, we're going to try to stick with, uh, with the Wednesday recordings. But consistency no, I is hard. I can't find it. Yeah, I'll check it. Anyway, oh, I'm already um, looking out for uh, next week. I think, uh, yeah, it would be nice uh, to uh, get some questions. I always like that. And I like to, yeah, I'm really interested in in uh, what what would people do themselves if, if they were in, uh, let's say, my or Jopke's position or anybody's. And yeah. In see, regards uh, to content or? Sorry? In regards to your content or building a yeah, brand? Yeah, or... what should an artist uh, do, you know? Uh, I mean, there's also a responsibility. Uh, like the great 
Uncle Ben said, with great power comes great responsibility. No, but I think also for an artist, it's uh, we were the ones that were lucky enough uh, that we that we made it, and yeah, we should share also the the stuff that we do, and mm-hmm. and I mean that's also fun, huh? It's my passion. I like to talk about it quite a lot, actually. You know, sometimes people say to me, "Dude." Yeah. And um but yeah, it's also hard because there's so many so many possibilities. I also really like making music, so it also makes me go massive introvert being on my own making music. But it's also something that's cool, you know, and yeah. I mean really released a lot of new music last year and I'm really looking forward to this year. We've lined up a lot of new music. We're releasing one this Friday. Not this Friday, next Friday. The Friday after that, 9th of February. 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 And yeah, every month will come a cool original or a collab and or, or a cover can also be the case. But we're going to do a lot. Like my main goal is maybe every three weeks a new uh, record uh that's about it but sometimes the labels uh, hold that back because they want to work on a record and they don't allow you to release as much they want to have like five weeks after the release uh they want to have um carte blanche to do all the stuff they do Mm. what do they do they do what they do exactly okay well uh, also also interesting to yeah, go I over have... some contracts where we get some now. What what are the the royalties I have, um, and I have marketing and promotion lined up for next time. Yeah, but that's also really abstract. But maybe also, and people can tell me also, uh, if you sign away a, a release, that's something uh for me also really interesting, but I can uh, share which uh royalty uh, percentages we get, uh publishing, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And um yeah I'll, uh, put that in there. Yeah, but you cool. need to remind me that I print out some of the contracts. I'll try to remind you. Yeah, okay. I will definitely, definitely forget. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh see you next week. See you next week. Adios. Bye bye.